I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always and I am so grateful for you to be here with me, joining me here once again this week. I hope you know how much I love you. So if maybe you're feeling a little lonely today and you're wondering if anyone's thinking about you, I want you to know that I am thinking about you and I am so grateful for you. I just want you to know that you matter and trust me, I am thinking about you today. So just hold that in your heart today and know that you are being thought of and you matter. Today's episode is with a past client of mine and a longtime friend Amy Capeller, and she is a functional nutritionist and a holistic health coach. And I had Amy on the show to talk about getting back to the basics with taking care of yourself. As Amy shares in this podcast episode, our world kind of complicates health and it can get really confusing and start to feel really complicated when it really doesn't need to be that way. And I think when we can start to simplify things and make things easier for us, and if you've been following me for quite some time now, you know I'm all about getting curious about how we can start to integrate more ease into our life. I always ask myself, how could I make this easier on myself right now? And I think this is a really great question to ask ourselves when it comes to our health. Like I said, we tend to make things really complicated and that includes how we nourish our bodies too. We can make our food so damn complicated. So Amy and I talk all about how she stopped making things so complicated for herself and we also talk about body respect, which is one of my favorite topics and I love that I was able to talk to Amy all about body respect and how that shows up in her life and what it means to her and how she supports women in respecting their bodies because this is huge for women. It was a really big part of Amy's healing journey and I'm so grateful she shared that with us. So Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to remind you that I am currently accepting a few more one-on-one clients. So whether you are working towards getting your period back and you are recovering from hypothalamic amenorrhea, 
Or if you have maybe been struggling with your mindset, your emotions, maybe things like anxiety just keep bubbling up for you and you feel stuck with your thoughts and your patterns and your emotions and you feel like you just cannot let them go and move past them, perhaps you've been in eating disorder recovery for what feels like forever and you are crazy that freedom that I can tell you is waiting for you. I just want to remind you that I can support you with all of this inside my private coaching program back home to you. So don't hesitate to shoot me an email. I have a few more spots open for one-on-one clients. There is a direct link to my back home to you program in the show notes, or you can just email me at hello at megdahl.com. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to finally have you on with me this week. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, we've been friends for years. We've been trying to schedule this podcast recording for probably months, and now we're finally (laughs) here. So I'm just really excited to have our listeners meet you and get to know you over this episode and learn from your experiences. So before we get started, if you want to just like give yourself a little bit of an introduction for our listeners who might just be meeting you for the very first time this week. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, my name is Amy Capeller, and I am from a little small town in Saskatchewan, Tisdale. I grew up in a small town, and I just love every aspect of the small town life. Um, I have recently become a certified functional nutritionist and a holistic health coach. I also have my yoga certification to teach yoga classes. Um, and yeah, I'm super, super passionate. I just about helping women like understand their bodies, connect to their bodies and use the power of real food and lifestyle changes to kind of revamp and support their health. I think that health is way too complicated and we can make it a lot simpler, um, than a lot of people think. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about how we can just kind of simplify things because I totally agree. We make everything and not just with health, but we just tend to make everything so complicated, I find in this world. (laughs) So I'm really excited to hear from you, like what getting back to the basics and those foundational things that actually are supporting our health. I want to hear all about that from you, but I just want to kind of like go back for a sec because you said, you know, you got your yoga teacher certificate and your health coach and also like functional nutrition. And we've been friends throughout all that time of you getting these certifications and I think I just need to take a step back and be like, wow, like, look how much you have accomplished over the past few years and how far you've come within your own health and healing journey, too. So 
Would you want to share with everyone what kind of inspired you to take this route and start to study nutrition and holistic health in the way that you did? Like what in your health journey kind of inspired this for you? Yeah, so I have struggled with my own health and like, so this is physical health and mental health, like pretty much like my, almost my whole life, um, way back to like elementary school, it kind of started and I was diagnosed with celiac disease in middle years. Um, and that took like a really, really hard toll on my health. Like I just didn't understand it. Um, my digestive system was a complete disaster. And so I was then getting anxiety and like, we all know how the brain and the gut are connected. And I had severe anxiety and then not being able to eat so many foods at the same time as like being in that teenage kind of stage, I really found myself starting to restrict more and like control my eating because I already couldn't eat stuff. I was kind of scared of food. And now like I was losing weight, people were paying attention to me. Right. So then that kind of cycled into almost some disordered eating patterns and already being malnourished with having celiac and struggling with digestion that way, um, struggling with anxiety. And then now I'm also kind of restricting what I'm eating. Like it definitely took a huge toll on my health until I was my first couple of years of university, actually, because I was, I'm actually a teacher as well. So I found you in my first couple of years of university there. And I just needed like something. So I think I did one of your programs maybe four or five years ago now. And that was kind of like, I found myself again. And so from there, I was like, no, I want to help people do this. I didn't know what I wanted to do how I wanted to do it, but I knew that I wanted to like help women with their health. And so from there, I started really falling in love with food and nutrition. And because now my relationship with food was positive, I pretty much healed my digestive tract with food um, and lifestyle changes. And my anxiety was almost gone. My hormones are balancing out. Like things were just kind of coming back into balance. And I had done that for myself all through like mindset shifts and using real food that really inspired me to like go into the nutrition route and stuff and want to help people, women specifically, um, balance their bodies using that real food approach. Amazing. I love that. And I personally know that, yes, you have done tons of mindset work over the past few years and also really started to nourish your body well with foods that support your health. But before we like dive into maybe like the food or nourishment aspect of things, you know me, and I always really love to talk about the mindset aspect of our healing because I really do believe like we can have all the nourishing pieces in place like food and all those other supports. But if our mindset isn't where it needs to be or we haven't addressed those mindset struggles that are preventing us from moving forward, then we need to do that in order to actually 
move forward and gain our health back. So curious when you are reflecting back on your journey to coming to where you are today, what were those biggest mindset pieces for you or what helped you most in that area of your healing? So mindset wise, it was definitely believing in myself, um, finding some self-confidence and self-worth. Uh, I guess like knowing that I was worthy of healing and I was worthy of improving my health. And then also the simple things, like I said, um, rebuilding that relationship I had with food. So just like you said, like nourishment, when I think of nourishment, I'm, I don't just think of like nourishing my body with healthy food. I also think of like nourishing my body with rest and with journaling and med- meditation and like all those pieces, because that was a huge part of my healing journey too. And so I think, um, even now today, like I still work on my mindset, right? Like I think it's an ongoing thing. And yes, it's like, I, I feel like I've come quite a ways that way. I know if I didn't take the time to nourish my body in that way and fill it with that kind of fuel as well, um, I would spiral back down into maybe like more anxiety or stress or more burnout or overwhelm because it's that whole body nourishment that I find keeps us healthy altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot to jump into there, but I want to make sure we don't just kind of hop over this piece and breeze past it because I think this is a big one for so many women who are approaching or starting a healing journey is that belief in themselves that they are worthy and deserving of healing, right? And you said that was a major piece for you was to actually believe that you are worthy and deserving of healing. But I know from personal experience and working with so many clients over the years that it's really just not like this light switch that one day we're just going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm worthy and deserving. Like it doesn't work like that, right? We got to go deeper. So when you were approaching your mindset in regards to being deserving and worthy of healing, how did you get from not believing that to actually fully embracing that? You know, it was a lot of hard work and it was people supporting me and it was days of like fear and scary, um, thoughts and scary, you know, like it's scary to open up that door when you're uncomfortable. I find that we all like want to stay in this comfort zone. And sometimes even that comfort zone is like the thoughts like, Hey, I'm not worth this, or I don't deserve this because that's what we're so used to. And are kind of so programmed to. And so I really think that, you know, opening up and like stepping into discomfort is the first step. And then while you're doing that, making sure that you have support around you, like that's a stressor in itself on our body, right? Like our mindsets can trigger so much stress internally on our bodies. So it's so important to like know how to support yourself. And while you do that deep work and, you know, maybe you have to do some inner child stuff, or maybe it's 
the journaling or the meditations for me, affirmations are huge, but like, while you're doing that also knowing how to support your body. And like, I always say, love your body, but that for some people is so far-fetched because to love their body seems like it's never possible. So I almost like to say like, respect your body. How can you respect your body in the moment? You don't have to completely love yourself right now, but like, let's start respecting yourself. Right. And I think it starts from like getting the awareness, getting the respect. And from there, it kind of keeps growing into confidence and love and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, Amy. And I think now would probably be a really good time to maybe shift and talk about the food aspect of things. Because when you say, what does it mean to respect yourself and respect your body? I really do believe that's where food comes in, right? That's a huge part of respecting ourselves and showing up for ourselves is actually nourishing our bodies properly and fully, right? And I think even this mindset piece of seeing food and eating as a way of respecting yourself can actually help a lot of women nourish themselves better, meaning even like more fully, like more calories, more energy, more nutrition, right? When we take that approach of respecting our bodies with food. So you mentioned a while ago that you had to rebuild your relationship with food. And a lot of our listeners that are tuning into this episode are on that journey of rebuilding their relationship with food. So what did that look like for you? Yeah. So for me, I, I was scared of food in so many ways, like one, because it made me so severely sick. And then also because I was stuck in the diet mindset, right? Like we, especially as a young adult or teenage years, like we don't want to gain weight. So I'm already scared of eating food because it was making me feel so awful And then on top of that, like, I'm also terrified of food making me gain any weight. So I definitely had to like rebuild that aspect of it. And I guess to kind of answer your question, like that all started with learning number one to like get out of that diet mindset. So I really had to, there's so much out there that is like telling us these rules and these fats and to count calories and like blah, blah, blah. And I think that's why now in my own business and in my own practice, I am so against that because as soon as we start like tapping into that and believing those things, then we are in that cycle, right? And it takes a lot of work to get yourself out of that cycle and to view food as energy or fuel or nourishment because when you're under stress or, you know, when you're, struggling with either mental health or physical health or whatever, if you are not providing your body and I guess like respecting it by feeding it properly, how in the world is it supposed to do anything and heal anything for you? So I think it's really, really important to, yeah, like let go of those diet thoughts and almost like, I like to call it challenge the diet, please. So like when you have a diet thought pop into your head or a rule that's like, Hey, for example, I'm not stuck carbs at supper time. Well, like who said that? And 
is it right for your body? Like, where are you getting that information? And one, is it a reliable resource? Two, have you tested that with your own body to see how you feel? Right. A lot of unlearning, right? Yes. 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 Both you and I have had to do that. A lot of unlearning and then relearning what actually works for our bodies, right? So this might be kind of fun sharing with us as you were unlearning a lot of these diet rules that you once held on to and you were relearning and rebuilding your relationship with food. What were some of the things that you kind of learned about yourself that you didn't realize before because you were caught up in that diet culture mentality? Yeah. So the number one thing I think I learned is that we teach our bodies when to be hungry and like how to be hungry, because I find that when, you know, if you skip breakfast every day for three years, you're not going to be hungry for breakfast. But then if you change that habit and just like experiment and be like, Hey, I wonder how I'd feel if I had like a nourishing balanced, like whole food breakfast this morning all of a sudden you start like getting that hunger for breakfast because you are telling your body when you're going to feed it. Right. So that was definitely one of the number one things. Another thing I learned about my body too, is like, I am not like every other girl out there. And I can guarantee like even the people listening that they're not like each other either. They're not like us and they're not like one another because Every single one of us is different. And so that is why I think it's so, so important to tune into your own body and like learn the tools to respect yourself enough to nourish your body in ways that work best for you. Now, whether that's food or mindset or stress reduction or whatever, like what's working best for you, right? Because what works for me wasn't working for other people in my life, but that's what made me feel great. And I really had to accept that and almost kind of surrender to that and be like, Hey, that's how I feel great. That's what I'm going to do because that's how I'm going to respect my body in this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what an incredible journey this is of unlearning things because it really does allow you to actually get to know yourself and your needs. So I love this journey so much and some of those like big takeaways that you had, specifically the breakfast situation. I think this is really important and I've been talking about this all the time about the importance of eating breakfast, but since you brought it up, I'm kind of thinking, I don't even think I've actually talked about this on the podcast before. So maybe you and I could just dive into it together because I know you talk a lot about the stress response. And I think this is a really great way for us to set ourselves up first thing in the day of addressing like the cortisol and that fight or flight. So do you want to talk about why breakfast is actually so important for our hormones. Yeah, for sure. So this is something I see all the time with my clients, like, and, and even just people in my life, like they just don't eat breakfast. And it's usually because we think that is healthy, right? So many different things out there have told us that like, oh, don't eat breakfast because try the fasting. And, and you know, for some people in certain circumstances, 
that might be needed, but I can guarantee you that doesn't mean that you get up and drink three glasses of coffee and then, you know, and then have something around 10 o'clock. Like that's not number one, that's not fasting and that's not supporting your body. So like you said, when we're under stress, our body is in fight or flight, right? Any kind of stress triggers that response in our body. And when that happens, our cortisol is kind of automatically being raised. And so when we wake up in the morning and we're not eating breakfast, this is causing our blood sugar to drop. And when our blood sugar drops, it's a stressor on our body, which again is rise, raising that cortisol. So the more that we're skipping meals, having unbalanced meals, the higher that cortisol is. And if our cortisol is kind of stuck in high mode or in a high state, we are not going to be producing hormones. Our bodies, our hormones are made because, and I'm sure you know this, but because like our bodies feel safe enough to reproduce, right? And so if we are constantly in a stress state, whether that be from under eating or not eating in balanced ways, blood sugar dysregulation, um, outside life stressors or not enough sleep, inflammation in your body, like whatever kind of stress your body is under, if we are in that stress response and our cortisol is consistently high, then our body does not feel safe enough to put any energy towards building healthy hormones. And that's kind of the HA picture that you always talk about as well. Yes. And talking about blood sugar balance, I think if anyone who is listening to our show today that does have HA, you know, they can kind of see why it's so important because when we're addressing HA and working towards getting our period back, we need to address that stress, right? And if we're going long periods of time without eating or still skipping breakfast and we are having those major blood sugar fluctuations, that stress response is going to kick in and that's not helping us address that stress and what what we need to do in order to regain our period. So that's awesome. And I'm loving all of these really great tips to support women on their healing journey with food. But I do want to talk about getting back to the basics because we did talk about diet culture. And I feel like all the buzz in diet culture, like I said, makes everything so complicated. You said this too, right? Like people overcomplicate things all the time. And I think when we remove ourselves from all that diet culture buzz and the rules and things like that, we kind of realize that, wow, nourishing my body and nutrition, all of this stuff isn't actually that complicated. So I know you work with a lot of women and support them in actually getting back to the basics because they're so caught up in all the other things, right? The superfoods, the supplements. So when it comes to you supporting women to get back to the basics, what does that look like for you in your practice? Yeah, so even a lot of my clients come to me with like PCOS or irregular cycles, like some more hormonal stuff going on, especially like low energy They're They can't handle any stressors. Their moods are all over the place. And 
they are wanting like, what do I need to do? Like, and they're totally fully prepared to have to take on this huge shift. And it feels so scary. And I always tell them like, I a hundred percent believe that our health journey is supposed to be like fun and easy and like sexy and sometimes too, right? So it's not supposed to be hard and it doesn't have to be hard. And so I always start with like, let's, like you said, come back to the basics. Let's eat some real food. Let's simply just think about is the food that we're eating, is it a whole food source, a real food source, or is it processed, right? Like that's kind of the number one thing. Then like, let's make sure we're getting enough real food. Let's balance out your meals um, so we can balance out that blood sugar. And then from there, let's work on some stress stuff. Like how's your lifestyle? Let's take a look at that. And what's going on in your life? How are you sleeping? Like, can we support that in any way? Let's put in some simple things, simple shifts to support digestion if that's needed, right? Like let's put in some simple shifts to help your liver work optimally because that again is really needed for balanced hormones. And then let's support the adrenals. But we don't always have to support those areas of our bodies with, you know, going all organic or these superfoods and supplements and all the hard stuff. Because oftentimes, and I've really found this one with myself, also with my clients is coming back to those basics of like eating real food. Let's balance out your meals. Let's add in maybe some more dark leafy greens or some different um, fresh herbs that you probably have on hand anyways. Those are the things that are making the biggest difference. And we often forget that. And so then we get so confused in what we should be doing and how to do it that we get completely lost, right? And then when we come back to these basics, it is really that simple. And your body starts to balance out and to heal without having to do a ton of that extra stuff. Now, like that being said, I'm not saying that if you have PCOS, you can completely cure it with just coming back to the basics, but I can guarantee that let's come back to the basics and figure out what's going on and let's help your body that way, support your body. And then sometimes a little bit more um, intense support might be needed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're looking at your own life, Amy, what are those day-to-day basic practices that you would say make the biggest difference for you personally? So for my body, um, I'll do kind of in terms of nutrition and food first, it is a hundred percent keeping my blood sugar stable. So that is like eating first thing in the morning within the 90 minutes of me waking up, um, hydrating first thing in the morning. So I always get up, I have some lemon water, Um, And then I make my breakfast and I have a nourishing balanced breakfast, which means it includes protein in it. It includes healthy fats. It includes fiber, right? Like I have that nourishing breakfast and then I kind of start my day. I do some things, but then again, I often will have a snack. It depends what I had for breakfast, but like, I'm often going to have a snack mid morning, um, a balanced snack. So I'm not just eating fruit. That's fruits. Amazing. But like, it's also giving us a blood sugar spike, right? And what come, what goes up has to come down. So then I'm going to have a drop and I know that. So instead, I'm going to support my blood sugar with maybe some fruit and some nuts or something like that. So I'll pair it together 
And then I have again, a balanced lunch and I often snack in the act actually for sure. I'm snacking mid afternoon and then I'm eating supper. So like making sure I'm eating those meals, I'm not skipping meals. That's huge for me and eating the real food. So I a hundred percent know that like when I'm eating things that are more processed, um, you know, filled with more of that processed sugar and that kind of stuff, I don't feel good. And my energy's gone and my brain is kind of foggy, like all those things. So as far as food wise, um, definitely the real food, balanced meals, and then eating regularly through the day. It's okay to snack. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. Like snacking is allowed. Snacking is good. There's no rule around snacking. If your body is hungry, you need to feed it. Right. Um, and then are you wondering like lifestyle wise too? kind of the habits that I use to nourish my body? In- yeah, absolutely. Because when I brought up respecting your body and nourishing your body, you said, yeah, that like doesn't just have to do with the food aspect of things, right? So let's hear it. Let's hear how you nourish your body outside of food on a daily basis, because I think that's also really important to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's it's very, very important too. Um, I have kind of a history of like burnout and high stress. So nourishing my body as in like practicing little self-care things throughout my day is huge. And I just want to like, for me, it's not taking an hour in the morning, an hour at night to have to do these things. Right. Cause then it becomes a job and taking care of ourselves, nourishing ourselves should never be a job. So it's little micro moments throughout my day that I implement these strategies, I guess. So number one, making sure I get enough sleep. Like I, my friends call me a grandma, Riley calls me a grandma, but I am literally in bed, like no later than 930 sleeping by 10. And if I'm not, I'm like, I know I'm going to be tired the next day. Like my body just needs that sleep. So I give it that I nourish my body with that rest. That's number one. Um, and then also, like I said, little practices. So I, I meditate and again, I'm not sitting there for 45 minutes or 30 minutes all the time, um, meditating. So I don't have time for that. Like, especially when I was teaching full-time and trying to build my business, I didn't have time for all that, but I did have, and I was worth taking 10 minutes out of my day or five minutes or seven minutes to do a quick guided meditation or I was worth taking 30 seconds to a minute um, of little breaks throughout my day to check in with my body and take some deep breaths, right? Those are really powerful, but they don't have to take you a long time. I also, journaling is huge for me, but again, I'm not like rigid on, I have to journal for this long or I have to fill out these prompts. Like if I feel in the morning that I need to journal a little bit to connect with myself, that's what I do. It's on everyday thing. It's as I need. And I think like allowing myself that flexibility around, it's not a job. It doesn't all have to be done every day, but like, what do I really need in this moment? What do I really need today? That's been huge for me and making those micro moments to do them. Yeah, I love that. And you're so right. As soon as taking care of ourselves 
starts to feel like this thing that we're checking off a to-do list and it's not getting us excited and it's feeling like a job, I think that's when we need to kind of start reevaluating things and seeing what's not working and what is working because what works for you might not work for me and vice versa and also for our listeners. Like it is going to look so different for everyone, but I'm totally in grandma mode with you over here. I think last night I was sleeping before nine o'clock and I was just so cozy in my bed. I was like, this is the best thing ever. So I love sleep and I'm so happy that you kind of talked about the importance of sleep and resting because so many years of my life were spent around just food and not the other things that nourish our bodies. So really important. Thank you so much, Amy. And I do want to kind of bring things back full circle here because our conversation started off by you sharing with us that you found out that you had celiac disease and that really impacted your relationship with food. And I know a lot of women find the same thing happen, right? Like they start to feel a little funky with food and things like that. And so with obviously still having celiac disease and navigating that, but still nourishing your body in a way that feels good for you. How are you feeling these days with food? And what would you recommend to our listeners who might be feeling a little like trapped with um, maybe their diagnosis or how they have to navigate food during these times? For sure. So first of all, to answer that first kind of question, Um, how I'm feeling right now with food. I am so in love with food. It's ridiculous. Like I just, I love talking about it. I love eating it. I love making new things. Um, I love getting creative. And I think that is fully because I am not scared of any foods anymore, right? Like it doesn't scare me to make a new recipe or to get creative, but instead it's fun because it doesn't matter. There's no rules. I just get to like, it's freedom. I have, I guess, food freedom is what I'll call it. So that's how I'm feeling with food. But like you said, it wasn't always that way, especially when I was first diagnosed. And then it is scary. It's like all of a sudden you're told you can't have all these things. And so you start cutting them out of your diet, which is normal, right? So then now you're restricting that. And that's what leads into those restrictive mindsets. So I really think if someone is feeling like trapped in their diagnosis or kind of stuck in that way, if we just shift to thinking like, what can I have? You know, what does my body like? Um, What is going to nourish me instead of thinking about like what I don't get to have or what is going to make my body feel like crap or whatever it is, right? Like if we just kind of switch that thought, that can be pretty powerful because now we're looking at all the options we have rather than sitting there and dwelling on the options that we don't have. And to be honest, like a lot of times, if we just think about eating real whole foods, it takes away a lot of that confusion because I like, obviously, yes, I still eat gluten-free because I do have celiac disease, but I don't even think that I like, I don't know. I don't even like to say like identify 
in that way sometimes because I actually just like to eat real food. And so I never feel restricted in any way because I can have, like I'm having all food groups, right? I'm having different grains, the ones that are good for my body and that my body enjoys and can process. And I'm having the veggies and I'm having the protein and I'm having the healthy fats. Like I'm not missing out on anything because my body is fully nourished with the options that I do have, which is actually a lot of options, right? When we just think whole foods, real foods. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it'll be helpful for any of our listeners that are feeling a little like they don't have food freedom with a certain diagnosis or um, a certain way of eating that they have to follow, that there really is an opportunity to find food freedom within that. And I think both you and I are obviously um, proof that it's possible too. So one last question, and I think this is such a great question, but I, I ask all of my guests this question, but um, I really love this question because every single guest that I have on the show, you know, we talk about so many different things, but we all have our journeys and it brings us to this place of realizing that we are unbreakable beings. So curious what it means to you to be unbreakable, Amy. Um, I think the first thing that kind of comes up for me is to be unbreakable for me means being on the same team as my body. So working with my body and respecting my body, loving my body, nourishing my body, listening to my body, right? Like, I think that is unbreakable because when we are on the same teams as our body, we're working together with them. We are unbreakable. We're healthy. We are happy, right? We have, that's how we want to feel. And so as soon as I started to realize that like, getting on the same team as my body, my body actually isn't against me. The symptoms I'm hearing and feeling are messages to me, like all of that, I did start to feel unbreakable and powerful. And from there is where I took control of my health, right? And then started a business and all the things. I definitely think unbreakable is being on the same team as your body. Yeah, I love that so much. And I mean, we are close to 200 episodes in and I think your response was quite unique to the past like almost 200 answers. So that's great. (laughs) Thank you so much, Amy. And if our listeners want to connect with you and hang out with you over on like social media and whatnot and learn more from you, where can they find you? Yeah. So my website is unbridledholistichealth.com. My Instagram, same thing, unbridledholistichealth. I'm also on Facebook. Um, And yeah, I just actually put out a brand new program called the Real Food Reset. So just like teaching people how to eat real food. I have a three month program that's kind of targeted more towards helping you understand and support your female body. That's a one-on-one approach. So there's that. And then I have a few other options that people can check out on my website. Right on. We will have all of that linked up in the show notes. Thank you so much, Amy. Awesome. Thank you for having me. 